0: You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. I am your host for today, Alan. And as usual, we're going to get started with our grateful moment. Phil, what are you grateful for?
1: Hey, everyone. Shout out to our Belgian loyal listeners. I need you to tag us, Instagram us, so we could shout you out by name. I am grateful that my daughter is on a road to recovery and she should be home this week. Everything is up and up. And I want to thank God that no surgery is needed, just basic rest and nutrition, and she should be back to normal. So I thank God for that. So I'm grateful for that.
0: That's great. Kelvin, what are you grateful for?
1: what's
2: going on everybody um i am just pleasant and grateful today because as you know my philadelphia eagles are the only team in the division with a win so we always sitting on first place right now so that makes me happy so <laughs> i'm grateful for the nfl being back
1: man do you see how enthusiastic he is because it's short-lived
2: Listen, listen, you gotta be even kill, man. You can't be too high, or too low, man. <laughs> but but we, we ain't losing the Broncos, so I'm grateful.
0: <laughs> hey, man, look, look. I've been I've been wanting to clown Phil, like I've been preparing to clown Phil about this L to Teddy two gloves, have him out there looking like Patrick Mahomes. But I'm gonna let him two live. Two gloves. <laughs> I'm gonna just let him live just for a little bit. But the smoke is coming. I'm just I'm just being patient. And I am grateful for Victory Monday because Phil also said that Ben Roethlisberger can't move, but Ben Roethlisberger actually made a little, a little run to keep the chains moving yesterday. So my Steelers with the nice upset against the Buffalo Bills, although it's a tale of two halves. It's not about how you start the game, it's about how you finish. So we want to know, and it's one game at a time.
1: Whatever. Everybody was just shocked that the old man could move. That's why it was shock.
2: Oh, only you, Phil. You was the one hating on Ben. I think it was just you. It's always just it's
0: always just Phil. Phil is just the ultimate hater. As if look, if the Giants ain't nine and seven and they not and not winning the Super Bowl, trust me, Phil is somewhere somewhere hating. But let's go ahead and jump right into the show. This is going to be our NBA episode. Our NFL episode will come soon. This past weekend in the NBA, uh, there were a number of Hall of Famers that were inducted. Uh, You have Ben Wallace, Chris Bosh, Paul Pierce, the truth. Some in the WNBA, the great Lauren Jackson, Yolanda Griffith, and a few others. Even Calvin's man, Jay Wright, got in as a coach this weekend, which I didn't necessarily know about. But I was like, hey, there go Calvin's guy from the Nova. So I just want you guys' uh, reactions to maybe if you watched uh, just some of the speeches about what are your thoughts and, you know, if it was time for certain guys to come in or was it too late basically that it took the voters' common sense to finally vote players in like a Chris Weber?
2: As always, I'm always entertained by the truth. <laughs> the truth, Paul Pierce. I always love Paul Pierce, man. That's always been my guy. He's so arrogant, but his speech told a lot about who he was because he thanked all the people that overlooked him. And some people really play off of um, people's hate and people's negative energy to kind of propel them, you know, to move forward. So, you know, I was really, I was really happy with him getting into the Hall of Fame, and it was good to see guys like Ben Wallace and uh, Chris Webber. But uh, you know, of course, Paul Pierce started a show for me.
1: I was happy that Chris Webber made it, you know, and Ben Wallace, proud of Ben Wallace, Rick Alleman. I think every person, Jay Wright, you know, Chris Bosch, his story. He, I think he was the fastest and the youngest because, it's, you know, he never got the opportunity to continue because of his health. So it was a great opportunity to see uh, various people from the NBA, and I think they got it right. They're still missing some people like Sean Kemp, Tim Hardaway. They need to be in. Uh, Robert Horry he could wait a couple more years. <laughs> but it was great to see those guys be honored and be a part of forever, which is always cool.
3: First of all, I don't care about Ben Wallace in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I mean, great defensive player, but I'm not like, you know, it's not like, ah, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I mean, I respect his hustles, respect his grind, but I don't want to see that ugly fro in the Hall of Fame. Uh, secondly, Chris Webber, I always have a special, place, a special place of hate in my heart for Chris Webber um, for how terrible he was in Philadelphia. Um, and then he had the audacity to say that if he could think of anyone compared to him, it would be Joel Embiid. First of all, Joel Embiid is, has a much higher career trajectory. And and that's saying a lot because Chris Webber was a special player. But Chris Webber was a guy that, man, just like, maybe from an injury perspective, but like Chris Webber, you know, was really like more of a force and he tried to be like real like smooth this game but towards the end because you know he, he lost his lift but I man, I think Jordan beat is different so I, I, I when, we, when he said that I was disappointed um the truth I'm a you know I appreciate Paul Pierce being there I used to love Paul Pierce back in the day you know Paul Pierce made it made it cool to be have a dad bod and still hoop like Kelvin like he makes us all proud like you know we're not like in the prime of our youth anymore, but no matter where he was, he always like found a way to win the game and found a way to do it as ugly as possible. But you got to love Paul Pierce's unathletic, slow-mo, sloppy game, but it worked. Uh, so, you know, congrats to those guys. I'm just hating a little bit, but I congratulate those guys. Have a seen my Hall of Fame. You know, for me, Chris Bosch is like a uh, Hall of Fame, maybe. Like I feel like if Chris Bosh didn't go to the Miami, you know what do y'all think if Chris Bosh didn't go to Miami Heat win those those championships with LeBron would he be in the Hall of Fame automatically first box yes yes no yes.
1: no no yes no yes
0: no I'm gonna keep saying it yes
1: <laughs> no <laughs>
0: you got got to think about it you got to think about <laughs> these different players in the team in the teams that they came to mm-hmm. Chris Bosh was averaging twenty and eleven going to the playoffs and getting bounced in the East. You know what I'm saying? And that's a help and your this, case, Alan. <laughs> no, no, but I'm, but I'm saying like there's a, there's a lot of players like, you got to think about it. A lot of people when they when they look at it, they're just thinking about, oh, he went to the playoffs and he lost, and, he, and then he lost. There's a lot of players who went to the playoffs and lost. but guess what? Back then, he didn't necessarily have the pieces around him. And, and then he it's lost. Just, you're just guess what? There were a lot of other t- players that lost too. Including him. So, and, and guess what? They're still in the hall. So I feel like you have to look at more of the individual than just the team, because obviously you want to be a champion. That's why you compete. But it just got to the point to where it's like, look, LeBron is like, yo, like Danny Ainge just, just, just pulled his trade off, and now it's just like it's three against one. So they decided to group up, Chris Boz, Wayne Wade, and, and LeBron but under their own in their own manner just to get that done I still feel like he would get in because he was already an all-star you gotta think about it, he was like 11-time all-star even before those years, he was still already like a multiple year all-star so it's not like he was just like just a a mid-tier type of player he was going to all-star games, he was productive in the role that he played so I don't think that just because he grouped up, that's not why he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. He has the numbers for it. His life also, not his life. For youth,
1: the, youth. A the youth, so my argument, youth.
3: My argument is against because he grouped up. My question is, could Chris Boss be a centerpiece of a championship roster or a team that was uh, a championship contender? And I don't know if he was. To he me, wasn't. he was a really good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not like a transcendent talent, and maybe my 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 bar for the hall is just too high, you know. Maybe that's what it is. But when I think of KG, yes, KG grouped up with the with the um, with uh, the Boston. the Celtics, but mm-hmm. but he was an MVP caliber player. He was a franchise building uh, corner block cornerstone. You know, so as for me, I just don't know if Chris Boss was ever that guy. Like I don't know if Chris Boss was ever ever better than Dwight Howard before injuries. Like it was Dwight Howard's league, and Chris Bausch was living in it from the from the big man perspective.
2: I well, well agree. listen,
3: Dwight, well,
2: Dwight is definitely going to the Hall of Fame. Now, the question is, do you consider Ben Wallace or Chris Weber to be the players that you just named? Because they got them too.
3: So I think Chris Weber was. I mean, Chris Weber was the, the centerpiece, centerpiece on, the on that King's team.
1: Yeah, the Sacramento Wallace, Kings.
3: Ben Wallace, no. But I feel like he got in like as a like a gadget player, honestly. I mean, I don't like I honestly don't think Ben Wallace is like a hall of famer, but you know, people like Dennis Rodman get in because they they have these career accolades in rebounding and defense. I mean right. Ben Wallace had multiple defensive player of the year. Was Chris Bosch ever a defensive player of the year?
1: No. Like, name one I'm trying to
2: figure out But I'm trying to figure out like what's so special what's so special comparatively to Chris Chris uh, Weber versus Chris Bosch. Like Chris Webber, his best years when he had a stacked team in Sacramento. So you had no team in Toronto. So you know what I'm saying. So it's kind of hard for me to say he was just so much better than Chris
3: Bosh was. Remember your boy check.
1: was there. Um, who? who we interviewed? Uh, no, no. Yeah, that, was that, was yeah,
3: that was after. That was after. That was after. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, after. that was after.
1: What that was after. about so, Vince Carter played with him? If
2: Vince, Vince played with him, Vince was
3: Vince was. You know, on his way out. Yeah, he, he was, on was his I mean, way
1: out. Not yeah. out of the league. i, don't, I don't he don't think he was out. Chris Bosh. I don't
3: think this was Chris Boss, did he?
1: He wasn't. Do you know why? Listen. Yeah, I don't, this I is don't know if he was at
3: all.
1: Chris Boss was only the man in Toronto, nowhere else. Sean oh, Kemp you, you was the play. man. Sean Kemp has a better of a chance. Should be the Hall of Fame. If Chris Boss never went to a mirrors it mirrors less than Sean Kemp, Chris Weber he was a centerpiece. He was a centerpiece in Golden State. He was a centerpiece in Sacramento. Right? And as he they got was injured, terrible it was,
2: teams. Like Golden State was terrible. The Wizards was terrible, and Golden State was terrible. The only but, time but, the only but, time but, where but to he be was,
3: to Chris Weber, those are lottery teams. I mean, he got right. drafted there. So I'm not gonna hold that against him. Right. Oh. right. So uh, all I'm saying. But he made is, him better. So was Toronto. Toronto was a lottery team too,
2: with Chris Bosch. That team wasn't good. So it's not so all I'm saying is like. We being fair.
1: No, they Chris were good. Bosh, I mean, they won championship. They were good. They went to the playoff.
2: They went to okay. So they, so they're good. Wait, wait, they went wait, to the playoff. What are
1: you saying? They were it's good. Totally I ain't say know. great. They were they were good. It was you know they were good. <laughs> they were
2: okay. I, I'll, yeah. give okay.
0: I, I'll give you okay. I'll give you okay for your argument. Regardless of where Chris Boss went, let's just say he didn't go to Miami. I still feel like he's going to put up those. He's still going to have the same type of numbers if he's not the third option. The third option eliminated him being the third option and having to sacrifice blinds you for how actually valuable he really was. If you really think about it, because what other big men could they have have gotten that can do the same things that Chris Bosh was doing, which was when the big men were really stepping back, who can post up and actually shoot threes. It really wasn't anyone else like that at that particular time in the league.
2: Well, oh, he's definitely undervalued and underrated when you talk about what he had to do as far as sacrificing, but also on the defensive end. You know, he was a lot of times had to play like a five position. You know, so I, I feel like he did a lot of things, rebounding. I think he did a lot of things that we just don't, don't look at. We kind of undermine for the e. heat. Nah, he's a real smart player.
1: He is. I give him that. But for his rookie year, you know who was on his team? Alvin Williams. I was correct. Jerome Williams. Um, Jalen Rose, right, and Jalen Rose was in ninth year. They had Vince Carter, his fifth year, right? Anthony Davis, Antonio Davis. They had a good team. They were six. They was six in two thousand and three, two thousand four season. Right? So his
2: rookie year didn't even play much. His rookie year.
1: Uh, let me go previous. Let me check and see. He had to he did he averaged 19 and 8
2: oh so that he
0: did it off a of rookie year and that's, rookie that's year. what i'm saying like it's when you Russia. look at the numbers it's the numbers Russia. are going to support him being able to go in it's not like he wasn't he wasn't No i'm sorry game. 11
1: 11 11 points 11 points and oh that was his career average 19 was career 11 points and 7 rebounds and his second his second year he didn't start doing twenty. Was probably when he got rid of Vince Carter in two thousand and six, two thousand five, two thousand six. So his rookie year eleven and five. His second year sixteen and sixteen and eight, and then his third year twenty two and nine. And then he started double double. The year after that, well, a little under he averaged his career year eight 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 rebounds, eight point five rebounds. Well, that sounded
2: so, a little bit more right because I'm like, right. dang, 19-8 is first. Yeah, that was going to
1: be crazy. Yeah, that was career average. I was looking at his career yeah, average. I, I
2: mean, I think we should move on probably, but, but I, I, I mean, I feel like we just – I feel like we, we we might be split down the middle with it, I guess.
1: I agree. We need Sean Kemp and Tim Hardaway needs to go to the Hall of Fame. Sean Kemp, Tim Hardaway.
0: I'll just say this real quick before we transition. The problem with a lot of these voters is they look for things off the court that's not relevant to what happens on the court, which prevents certain players from getting in. And we see this, we also see this in the NFL as well, because they tried to, that whole situation with Paul Pierce, with that little Instagram video, they wanted him to apologize. And Paul Pierce was like, for what? I didn't do anything like offensive and then you got half half the people in the hall of fame did coke so (laughs) i was like what what you gonna keep me out for (laughs) i'm not apologizing for nothing so i feel like these voters just need to strict to everything that happens on the court and nothing that happens off the court that has nothing to do with basketball at all but let's go ahead and move on um As we all know, Shaq is a very busy man and he has a podcast. uh, I believe it's called the Big Podcast. And he had his good old friend Chuck on there and they were talking about Ben Simmons. And Shaq said, Ben Simmons, like, you're pretty good, but you're not great. Like, until you can do things that when your team needs you in certain situations, you're never going to be great. So it's up to you to be able to do those things. Now, I'm pretty sure all of us are going to be in line with this. Like, how do you feel about Shaq making that
1: statement? Go ahead, Philadelphia. I think he is on the money. I saw a, a broadcast, a little snippet, when the late great Kobe Bryant stated, Ben Simmons could be great if he shoots. And what Ben has done is, he yes, he has dominated the defensive end. That's great, but you wasn't brought in to be a defensive player only. But your offense is needed as evidence that in this playoff, once again, he scored, I think, in the fourth quarter, four points or less in the games two through seven. And on top of that, every year we see highlight videos and we have them of him shooting, 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 mid-range shots, doing it, doing it, and then the season come, two, three-pointers. So, and overall, the level of expectation, congratulations, you made it to the NBA. Some people are satisfied, they made it that level, they get the job, and they just want to do the beer minimum. Okay, but they didn't pay you that to be a beer minimum. So, as Shaq is a great player, most dominant player, he has a right. To state his opinion, in which I agree, him and, and um, Charles Barkley, they know the bar, and Ben Simmons is okay. That's why nobody's, nobody's traded for him. Okay, everybody's giving a, a box of Snickers for him. It is what it is.
3: like well, state the record and say the New York Knicks would love to have Ben Simmons on their on their sorry roster, but beyond that,
1: what beyond <laughs> we that, offense,
3: beyond that, um, you know. Ben Simmons isn't a great player, but I think Ben Simmons not being a great player has more to do with Ben Simmons' mindset. Ben Simmons was not made to be an NBA great. He he just wasn't. The fact that he's upset with the organization and Doc Rivers for questioning whether or not he's a championship point guard. Well, he was asked a question. He gave an honest answer. The fact that Ben Simmons is mad at him because of that and that's bad organization for not reprimanding Doc Rivers for that statement, demonstrates that he's soft as Charmin. So, you know, Ben, A plus potential, A, A, a plus body, A plus just, just skill set. But he refuses to develop the area of his game that will make him a transcendent player. And so Ben Simmons, you know. I you know, you are what you are. And the sooner we all accept he is what he is, the easier our lives will be.
2: Exactly. I lose no sleep over Ben, nor this comment. I feel like Shaq is I, I support Shaq's statement right there. And we only talk about this because Ben was a overall number one. Um Ben has all the potential in the world. But Ben isn't producing. So if you're not producing, I feel like yeah, it's, it's definitely warranted the criticism. And, and and I feel like Shaq, you know, sometimes Shaq says some outlandish crazy things, but I think he's right on point right here. Ben, until he's producing, he has a, he comes off with an aura and an arrogance as if he's arrived or he as if he's one of those top five players. And I feel like that's what kind of bothers people the most because you're demanding things as if you've actually done something to demand or get mad at an organization. You didn't put any, enough work in to act like this yet. So I feel I feel like great players like Shaq, Charles Barkley, the ones who have uh, you know carried their teams, look at him like you trying to act like one of us, and you're not there yet as far as your game or your career. So, you know, I feel like his his uh statements is on point for, for sure.
0: Yes, it's it's interesting because I mean, as Evan alluded to, like you have this potential, like is there even going to become a point to where you even want to tap into that potential? And it's really something that he's going to have to decide because I mean, we said it last year. It's like, dude, you're the size of LeBron James. You're fast. You can pass and do everything else, but you're going to have to score. Like it was a point back in the eighties to where magic Johnson was told. I think it was by Pat. He was like, look, passes are nice but we need you to score he could score but you know magic likes to smile and he does everything with a smile you know so it's just going to have to come to a point to where ben is really just going to have to take a look in the mirror and just be like do i want to be a great player i mean if you don't want to be that's fine i mean if you want to play for a check that's fine but if you continue along this path you're not going to get another contract like this. They're going to end up giving you the, they still might be hesitant of giving you the the four year for a hundred, or they they still might be hesitant to give you a three year for, for 90 or for 60 or whatever the case is. So you're going to have to look yourself in in the face, in the mirror and just ask if I want to be a great player or my real question is who is his mentor? really because if you don't have a mentor then you already to the path to where you don't even need to basically just just evolve as a player because most like question was there anybody i guess i guess this could be this could be this could be a good question like who were the vets on on those teams when they first like went throughout this whole like process of going through the process because if they if they didn't really have any vets like now they're starting to come to me i mean i guess al horford but he wasn't he wasn't there early he was there late and then jj reddit was there for maybe like a year or two and then you got jimmy who was there for basically that season like he needs someone that's in his ear that's going to push him Rich Paul ain't going to push you. Rich Paul's going to try to get you the money. But right now, uh, I'm pretty sure he's making faces while recording the barbershop at the moment. But let's go ahead and transition to our very last topic. Um, As we talked about last week, DeAndre Jordan was traded to Detroit, but he was bought out and signed with the Lakers for the vet minimum. Um, Now, Marc Gasol has been traded to Memphis for 2024 second round pick Cash considerations and draft rights uh, to a player, Zang Zelen. I believe I pronounced that correctly. Um, do you think it was smart for the Lakers to get rid of Mark Gasol?
1: Yes, Mark Gasol came in last season out of shape, Look disinterested and then he tried to work his way into shape during the, um, during the season. It apparently looks like when they got um, Andre, Andre Drummond, he kind of was like, oh, I need to get ready. He's not interested. He's slow. Yes, he shoots, and Kelvin and I would disagree. Kelvin probably believes he's, he was a good fit. I don't think he's a good fit. The way they're playing, right? Yes, they need someone to shoot, but the way they're going to play, Westbrook is going to drive. Either throw a play up layup, throw up alley loop, or dish it to a shooter. That's their new game plan. So it kind of mirrors what they try to do with, um, with um, Milwaukee in a sense. Um, you see the videos of uh, Dwight Howard taking three, so we might... <laughs> Sorry. These these workout videos are hilarious. Everyone is great when no one is around. <laughs> or you pay less of the competition, but anyway... I think it was great. They, they'll they do more lobs, um, dive into the basket, kicking out. Um, Dwight Highward knows what to do. DeAndre Jordan knows what to do, which they're going to play the same role. Their defensive anchor back there. Um, Mark Gasol, the, people could just drive past him, especially in the high high post. They'll just drive right past him. So I think this was a great move for the Lakers. And I can't wait to see them in the finals. Against my Brooklyn Nets.
3: You're what? You're what, Phil?
1: My side piece. It doesn't matter. You're it. Next. Anyway, <laughs> uh,
3: what I would say is that, um, I mean, someone had to go, right? If you're bringing, in, uh, DJ, you're bringing in, um, Dwight Howard. Someone had to go. The odd man out had to be Um, are they making a drastic mistake? No. You know, are they, are they making a right decision no they just made a decision so that I mean I you know I think they will miss some things that Mark Gasol brought I mean he was a more than just a scorer he was a good passing big and a very solid defender uh, Dwight Howard's never been known for his passing and neither has uh DeAndre Jordan um and then you still have the crowding issue with <coughs> Anthony Davis so I mean they still have things they need to figure out but we'll see how the season goes
2: Man, this is uh, fake news if I ever heard fake news. Truth is, who cares? Like, if any of those two players are factors on your team, then your team is not that good because they're both done. So it didn't matter whether it was Gasol or whether it was uh, DeAndre. Nobody plans for them to be actual factors on these teams. DeAndre didn't even play for Brooklyn last year. Cause Saul got minute, minute, minimal minutes. So I'm just like, um, I just feel like who, like, I just don't even know why they even made the trade. Like who, like who cares if they, if they come where they go at this point in their career, I mean, a lot of money, um, um, you know, if a team has a, a small big man, like a joker or somebody like that, just to play some minutes on them, but they're not gonna play no major role. So this is a this is I do not I don't I don't even know how to describe this this conversation is pointless for me because I feel like they both done. Oh, oh man! Cool. <laughs> Look, it was it
0: was just something that was just available. I was I was kind of like, eh, we could live without
2: it, but I was like, eh, let's just throw it out there. You never know. I'm just saying, I just feel like these guys are just a shell of themselves. And right now they're just there to keep the locker room, um, you know, pretty composed. They're not going to do much. They're going to bring a veteran presence. They all played in big games, but I I don't feel like either one of these teams that they went to um, plan on them being uh, any type of valuable asset to the squad. So, you know, for those reasons, I feel like it didn't matter whether he went uh, whether either one of them plays for the Lakers or whatever team the other one went to because I just don't feel like um, their roles in this this at this point in their careers are going to be effective and um, you know, really make a difference on any type of championship contending team. Yeah,
3: he's going to play the Jawan Howard role on the uh, Miami Heat. Man, look,
0: I was about to say,
3: I was about to say, Kelvin said nice. he can't play the Jared Dudley
0: role on the Lakers. That's, That's
1: he can't, what I am going to say.
0: He can't, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess. Oh, <laughs> <him>. <laughs> he, can't, he, can't, he can't make sure that, it, that the chemistry is right in the
2: room, you know? Right, but you remember how everybody was talking about DeAndre going to Brooklyn with KD and all of them? And this guy saw the floor never. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, people always go by, like, the person you saw in the past and think, like, that same players coming to your team, like nah, like they're done, they're barbecued. Like stop, stop living in the past.
0: Yeah, honestly, DeAndre only ended up with the Nets because he's friends with KD and Kyrie. That's literally the only reason why he got there. Like outside of but that, I think, no,
2: I think he was there before them.
0: No, they all went the same year.
2: I didn't want to say because I thought he was there, and and that was the reason why they like they had a better chance of getting them.
1: No, because he was how a good of
2: friends he was there.
1: He was a Nick. He that's what the Knicks were trying to lure KD and Kyrie. He was a Nick that season, prior season, and then when they became free agents, Alv- Allen is correct. They all signed together. Okay. All right. Yeah that that, that that's what happened. I know. I, I have. That showed um, your franchise PSD. is
3: stupid. As you think DJ's is able to lure superstar talent. What a what a dumb franchise. <laughs>
1: you thought about trust the process. <laughs> I'm going to use DJ. I'm going to use DeAndre
3: Jordan to lure KD. What kind of nonsense? Listen. Yeah, I'm,
2: I'm hoping that's not the case. It was part Let's of focus. the plan. Let me feel
3: that like DeAndre Jordan was supposed to lure Kevin hey, Durant. Man. Not as bad as Scott Brooks' lure and Kevin Durant to Washington Washington Wizards. Dumb organizations do dumb things.
1: Yeah, like this Philadelphia who had um Tank. And out of the tank, and they only got one draft pick, one, one successful draft pick. Yeah, thank you. Well,
3: so, it's not, so that's not true, Phil. That's, that's, that's
1: not. Name a second one. It's nowhere near true. Name a second one.
3: Ben Simmons is a NBA Joel,
1: player.
3: Besides Joel, Ben Simmons is a starter and all-star in the NBA. He's not a super superstar. Is he
1: expected to expect return? Is no, he re- successful every he turn? He
2: was successful, but he's on his team now. But draft pick.
1: Yeah, yes. we're about And about Is he successful Dario now? Saric what played played are you trying to get rid of him? Dario Saric played a critical role on the on the Phoenix Suns. Is he with the Phoenix Suns? <laughs> a, New to Knick, draft a New York Nick. A New York Knicks A former New York Knicks has been in in the finals for the last 8 to 10 years. A former New York Nick means nothing unless you know you can say yeah, all my ex-girlfriend simmons are, simmons. all my ex-girlfriend are happily married
2: we already said ben simmons you. already <laughs> we already said ben simmons phil so we should, we should okay. point we should <laughs> say ben simmons you business
1: against my new york nick who had changed the culture my new york nicks
3: mm. we answered real, your real. question you about one season you still have to wait for someone's knee to fall off because because your boy runs them <laughs> into the ground
0: well there's a, a, a there's a song <laughs> yeah. by Raphael Sadiq called The World Is Drunk and the People Are Mad. And however Phil thought that DeAndre Jordan was going to <laughs> uh, get Katie and Kyrie is is as that's drunk madness right there. And anyone will be mad at you for having such a thought, Phil. But we need to go ahead and wrap up this episode. So, thank you for listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes podcast. You can check us on uh, different platforms. Uh, we out.
2: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at A Lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time.